Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, but every single day, seven days a week, about 13, 14 minutes usually, that keeps us in God's Word, helps keep us focused on our spiritual well-being or lack thereof, and also upon our relationship with God. It also helps give us a better, more positive spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life's challenges every day. And life really does challenge us. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So help somebody in your life grow in their faith and start focusing on their relationship with God. Help them get to heaven. Make that commitment today. We're going to continue with our line of thought and study. We're asking the question that Jesus asked in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? A lot of people are taking or giving different things in exchange for their soul. They're considering some things of this world to be more valuable than their soul. Now, they might say, well, no, no, I don't, I don't really believe that, but, but they're living a life that demonstrates it. They're, they're, they're living a life that puts their soul in eternal jeopardy. What is your soul worth? Is there anything that you would give or take in exchange for your eternal soul? The opportunity to be with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit forever in heaven? to have eternal life? Is there anything that maybe right now you're actually, in reality, giving or taking in exchange for your soul? Nothing this world has can possibly begin to compare in value to your soul. And that's the rhetorical sense of Jesus' question. What would it profit a man if he gained the whole soul, the whole world and lost his soul? The understood answer is in the question, nothing, nothing. He would lose everything, even if he gained the whole world. And we know that's not possible. But even if he could and lost his soul, he will have been an abject failure, utter failure. He will have lost everything. Well, we talked about in verse 24, where Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If you want eternal life, and we go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27 again, where as God came to what I think we can understand is the crown of his creation, after he had created everything else, set this earth in order so that with its atmosphere and water and the, all of the plants that he put upon it and the animals and so on, and the universe, all the stars and the moons and everything set in the right places so that we're talking about a, a synchronous interrelationship, then he came to mankind and he created man unique from everything else that he had created. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And so God created us with a soul, a spiritual being within our physical body, or a spiritual 
essence or identity within our physical identity. Our physical body is going to die and decay one day, unless the Lord comes again first. But our soul is eternal. And so God created us with the inherent understanding of goodness versus evil and righteousness versus unrighteousness, of godliness versus wickedness. We understand that, and we alone, among all that God created, have that understanding because he created us in his image. He created us with an eternal soul. He wants us to be with him forever in heaven. Now, what is there that this world has to offer or that the devil may present you with that's worth losing your soul over? In verse 25, Jesus goes on and he says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his sake for my life will find it. And we come to the principle that you've got to die in order to live. Now, if we look at some, we go back to Matthew chapter 10, and we look at verses 37 through 39, Jesus explains this principle, and it's an agricultural principle, as well as a spiritual principle. He says, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, I want us to compare to John chapter 12. John chapter 12 and begin reading with verse 24 and we'll read down through verse 26. Now, here's how Jesus lays it out for us so that we can understand the principle that he has talked about. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him, my father, will honor. So take the, the principle that Jesus explains to us by way of a, an, an illustration from an agricultural perspective. Let's say you've got a, you've got a seed, a seed that will produce, that, is, that God designed to produce a stalk of wheat or a stalk of corn or whatever produce, kind of produce that you can think of. Maybe a seed that's going to grow into an apple tree or a peach tree. Well, that seed, if you just keep that seed and you don't do anything with it, if it, it it's just going to remain a seed. But for that seed to ultimately produce what God designed it to be able to become, you've got to plant that seed in the ground, and that seed has to die to its identity as a seed so that the life force that God created within that seed can come to life, spring forth. That seed alone 
is a small thing, but what it can produce may feed a whole lot of people or maybe a few people for a long time. Jesus said, you got to die to live. Now, he simply used that agricultural illustration to get across the point. If, you've, if you want to live for all of eternity, you've got to die to the world. He's not talking about physical death there. He said, you've got to make a choice. Are you going to live a worldly life or are you going to live a spiritual life, a life focused on me as your Lord and Savior, on God as your heavenly Father, your Creator? Are you going to focus on that spiritually focused lifestyle that is the product of giving attention to your soul? giving attention to the fact that you're created with a spiritual being within you one that God wants you to be wants to wants you to to be with him through for all of eternity in heaven and remember what Jesus told the apostles in the night of his betrayal in John chapter 14 he says I go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again that where I am there you may be also God wants you to be with him in heaven for all of eternity, for all of eternity. You must be faithful until and even unto death. Revelation 2 and verse 10, the last statement in that verse, Jesus said, be faithful until death or unto death, it's also translated, and I will give you the crown of life. Even if you had to give your life for your faith and faithfulness to God through Christ. Jesus said, that's going to be worth it because I'll be right there waiting for you in eternity. I'll give you eternal life. In John chapter 10, verses 29 and 30, we read this. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? And not one of them falls falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, think about what Jesus says there. Think about all the birds of the air that are in existence right now. Jesus said, not one of them falls to the ground except God knows it. The father knows it when it happens. And so, He's talking about how you are of more value than a sparrow. God knows what you're going through. If Christ is first in your life, the blessings far outweigh what some people might consider to be the costs. The costs. What is your soul worth? How much are you willing to forego what might be considered the worldly pleasures of this physical life and this physical world that one day will come to an end by way of God's judgment. 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Are you giving up your eternal life, your eternal soul's destiny for, by comparison, the few fleeting worldly pleasures of a sinful lifestyle, an unfaithful lifestyle, an unfaithful lifestyle before God in this world.
What choice are you making by the way you're living your life? Now, I want to get into some specifics next time. What is your soul worth? What, perhaps, are you taking or giving in exchange for your soul? And I do hope and I pray that you will share these thoughts, this study, with other people who need desperately to learn this lesson. Let's pray together. Father, help us to understand the value of our soul as best we can, and that nothing that this world might offer us, nothing the devil might try to persuade us with, begins to compare with the value of our eternal soul and an eternal home with you in heaven. Please help us, Father, and strengthen us. Please, Father, we pray at this time, please forgive us and hear a prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.